The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. It's uh, 2.34 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. A beautiful Friday in the city of Champions. Uh, just a heads up, this text just came in. There's a double mattress on Gateway Boulevard heading south. It's in the middle of the road just south of South Edmonton Common. Well, I, I assume the mattress is not heading south. Well, it's... It's on the road. Yeah, yeah it's keep, probably keep not moving at all. And I uh, love this text, too. I haven't had a chance to drink and relax in my garage for a month because of trucking to Prince Rupert, but today is mine. I got you two on, and my beer is cold. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, and, and enjoy your garage time. Mm-hmm. All right, we wanted to get to this next topic because it's one of those ones that Andrew and I have talked about quite often off the air. Many times. And actually with uh, Ryan Jesperson as well, and we've actually had the conversation during the announcers. That's right. A couple of times, and it's about office-appropriate workwear. The bottom line being, do you dress for the job you have or do you dress for the job you want? We've got got someone who can settle that debate for us. Office (laughs) team branch manager Shelly Passingham joins us. Hi, Shelly. Hi. You know, I don't know where to begin with this. It's sort of an (laughs) ongoing battle between my partner and I. Well, it's not a, pa- it's it's not not a battle. battle. It's a conversation. It's a conversation. It's, it's one of those things. How significant, let's start there. How significant is what you wear to your upward mobility? It's pretty significant. So in the survey that we just completed, 83% of workers and 78% of managers felt clothing choices do in fact affect a person's chances of being promoted. Hmm. That's uh-huh. a large majority. Which are pretty high. And I would imagine this is a very timely conversation because this is the time of year where, at least in Edmonton, uh, you know, the weather finally is turning to the point where possibly it would be nice to wear something a little lighter, a little shorter, a little... More revealing. Revealing, yeah. yeah. But how do you know where to draw the line? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I think we definitely see a transition in what people wear to work. Um, I think it's really... um, uh, important for you to really set some guidelines um, depending on what your environment is in terms of what's appropriate. What is, what, has there been a change in what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate over, I don't know, the last few years? Yeah, definitely there's a shift, um, I think, to really a much more casual work um, attire in recent years. And I think this is really comes from the media attention around figures like, for example, Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. who you see in pictures wearing hoodies and jeans and, and, and different attire than you would have seen maybe 10 years ago. Well, I think it's important to remember wor- your workplace. You know, I, you might, my oldest stepson worked in an office where you just, it was casual. You showed up, you opened up your computer, there was dogs roaming around, you came right. and goes, you pleased. It was a really chill kind of, yeah. I think, you know, um, it was a really chill uh, office compared to other ones where it's like everyone's got their suits on, they have their tie, like they have formal. their... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, think about this, you two. Think about this. Think about Mad Men, mm. the, the television series, right? So you've yeah. got a company that puts together a whole lot of really creative people and then don't allow that same creativity mm. in what they're wearing to work. And that's part of what you're talking about. When you talk about the Zuckerbergs and these kind of people, yeah. we look in on those companies and say, well, they're actually encouraging yeah. creativity. 
Absolutely. You know, I think things, you know, the question that we get asked a lot about is piercings and, mm. you know, visible tattoos and jeans. Are they becoming acceptable? And it really depends on the environment. Yeah. You know, I think you're going to find a lot more places are accepted, accepting of that. I, um... Fine. I just got to phrase this properly, I think. Um, I you know, work, no, just working in, in places where there is a dress code, but the dress code isn't enforced or isn't, mm, yeah, enforced by the bosses. Right. Do, do bosses have challenges dealing with that? I'm guessing they do. And especially now with, I suspect, a, a lot of folks worried about saying what may or may not be appropriate to someone. The wrong thing. Yeah. It's a very challenging conversation. Um, you know, I think for most people, quite frankly, you know, it's hard enough telling your friend that you hate their dress. <laughs> Never mind, right? Never mind sitting in front of your employee or your staff and letting them know that their choice today, their personal choice today, um, wasn't a good one. <laughs> Um, so that can be very challenging for people. You know, you talk about uh, the study suggesting 83% of Canadian workers and 78% of managers feel clothing choices affect a person's chances of being promoted. Did you look at their chances of getting a raise? I mean, does that also relate to compensation? Yeah, I mean, I think and certainly it does. I mean, I think that really when you're dressing a certain way, people have a certain perception of you. Um, and I think it's that, that those are all the things that come into play when they are considering you for either a promotion, for a raise, or for any type of movement within an organization. Shelley Passingham joining us this afternoon, the branch manager at Office Team. We're talking about this this survey, the study that was done on, you know, workplace what you wear to work and how it may affect um, your upward mobility. Are there things that are just still simply unacceptable? Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I mean, I think really wearing overly revealing clothing, uh, flashy clothing, um, any clothing that potentially could offend your colleagues. Uh, we suggest to, to stay away from political clothing. Um, are typically things we would recommend staying completely away from. What about flip-flops, tank tops, yeah, ball caps? I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of wearing that myself, I will admit. <laughs> um, so, but typically, um, most offices, they do recommend staying away from that. Um, you know, flip-flops, uh, gladiator sandals, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff that tends to be a little overly revealing, uh, whether it's footwear or just the clothes that you're wearing, hmm. we typically will advise to stay away from. Do you know what's interesting? Out here in the oil field particularly, they have uh, um, casual Fridays and that sort of thing, and that's the industry I was in years ago. And what I noticed was some people confuse uh, casual with messy. So there's a way to dress casual, isn't there, that isn't... It's still smart. Yeah, still yeah, a smart right. look. Right, not sloppy. Yeah, these cut, <laughs> cut the off jeans and flip-flops, yeah. Right, right, no, no Daisy Dukes. Um, <laughs> Especially sure, on the guys. You know, yeah, um, you know, I think, I think certainly casual can mean jeans, but maybe not ripped jeans. Um, you know, it might mean a button-up shirt without a tie. Um, or maybe it's a t-shirt with a blazer or a sweater on top. Mm -hmm. So I think there's things that you can do that are casual, but that still have, you know, a neatness uh, and an appropriateness yeah. to it. Yeah.
So I guess, uh, you know, uh, some people are saying, well, you know, but I have no choice but to dress um, well, in a uniform. Well, no choice, or, uh, that's Yeah, the way it so is. that's the way it is. But I can tell you this, and I'm sure you'd agree, um, Shelley, when I first got into my first management role in a position where I could actually hire somebody, I sought my dad's advice because mm-hmm. he had hired so many people over the years. And he said, well, it's easy to get rid of the ones that come in and don't dress the part. It's easy, right? Mm. But if you want to really know how successful a guy is, look at his shoes. And yep. he, he told right. me that, you know, they, they can have a nice suit, but if but the shoes are always, for whatever reason, the last Scuffy thing. Right, they're scuffed, they're old, they've got holes in them, whatever. That'll tell you how the guy's really doing. So, I mean, this is not, I guess, new news, but maybe we're just starting to quantify it now. And it's the small details, too, right? You know, I, we, we've heard that sort of analogy a, a lot, you know, as far as looking at someone's shoes. And I think it's just, are, you know, are they taking the care and the detail mm-hmm. as, as far as their entire presentation? Um, so I think, I, think that's, um, I think it's smart to do that. Did you look at all at, uh, like, facial hair? Uh, you know, I'm thinking about things. You mentioned tattoos. Tattoos are more acceptable now than they were previously, although you probably, honestly, I'll just say it and not make you say it, you, you wouldn't probably you. hire an executive <laughs> with a neck, uh, you know, tattoo or whatever. It still, you know, portrays a certain message. But these days, Depending not shaving. what... Ch- what- company well, they're of course yeah. yeah well but, that's the key right is that right that actually could be acceptable yeah. depending on the environment right yeah but, but you know not shaving is one that comes to mind because and i'm not shaving today for example but i'm on radio um but i've noticed in offices even this sort of five o'clock shadow thing is more acceptable yeah. than it used to be yeah i mean i think that that is acceptable if it's kept neat yeah right you know i think that there's a difference between coming in and looking extremely sloppy and messy and (laughs) you know unkept that's also a bit of a style facial hair and neat yeah Yeah. that's also a bit of a style a bit of a trend though too right now yeah Yeah. like i remember when i was when i was on television and i started getting tattoos i really had to think about where i was putting my tattoos because that's something that might not be well it wasn't acceptable on <laughs> right. on television as a news anchor and and I know I know male anchors television anchors who have lots of tattoos oh, sure. which you would never ever see them right. because right. they always have the long uh, shirts and a blazer on whereas uh, for a female on television there was you know you different length sleeves don't get me going on that one but you know my wrist tattoos and I can remember when I had my my tattoos put on my wrist when I was on television, I usually always made sure that I had a bracelet or um, really? or, uh, or something on it to cover up. And then I, after a while, didn't care. But I was really, really aware of that because, again, just the perception of... I, I don't know what, what people might think about it is not appropriate for a news anchor at that time. It's interesting how times change. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, and I think there's still some work environments where that could be, you know, considered maybe not the most appropriate in terms of attire, um, but so many more where it is now acceptable. You know, and I think companies are, 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 have a lot more opportunities to work remotely, mm-hmm. flexible work schedules and, and places where you can work, where what you're wearing is actually not a huge concern anymore as long as you're getting the job done. I think sometimes we just need to take a little bit more time and picking out what we're wearing to work. Yeah, this, it's sometimes bad taste. Is they might be following dress code, but there might be bad taste. That's yeah. another, you know, it, it, is a, it is a funny thing, though, because in order to get ahead in any company or organization, you need to stand out. Mm-hmm. And there's 
obviously two extremes to standing out, standing yep. out in a very positive way or standing out in a very negative mm-hmm. way. So even though the things are changing in the workplace and it's acceptable to be more casual, be unshaven or have a tattoo or whatever, you would still probably stand out by not doing any of those things. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think like you said, it, it's, it's tough, and you do want an opportunity to stand out. Um, and I think really just presenting yourself as, as strong as you can um, and, you know, in, in, in not in a negative way is what you want to do. That's yeah. what you want to send, right? I told uh, one of the fellows that used to work here, used to work with us all the time. Mm-hmm. He was moving on. He had a really great job <laughs> opportunity. And I told him, I said, just tell me this. Promise me this. You will go to, I don't care where, just get a pair, a couple of pair of black pants whatever it is but stop wearing your teenage mutant ninja turtle t-shirt <laughs> yeah. to work which was wrinkled but I said if you do want to wear that wear it with a nice pair of clean pants and a blazer over it right. you know you can you can still have fun you don't have to get rid of your personality but you know blazer over a ninja turtle I mean, t-shirt saying you are rocking that look yeah. right? that is a pretty rocking look <laughs> <laughs> maybe not for a job interview but certainly no. maybe on casual Friday exactly, exactly. Shelly you know what we want to thank you for joining us uh, out of Toronto this afternoon on a Friday afternoon. I hope it's a beautiful day down there and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Shelly Passingham joining us this afternoon. The team uh, office team branch manager talking about what you should be and shouldn't be wearing to work. Interesting conversation. It is uh, Friday afternoon. We'd like to uh, move the show along, uh, sampling from the big blue folder. So I got three of them that I can knock off right in a row um, and, and maybe save some lives out there at the same time. That's, it's very infrequently that the big blue folder accomplishes that. If you were listening to Bruce Bowie this morning, you probably have, heard this I have story. music, though, for all of this. Oh, I'm so sorry. What do you want to do? Go ahead. Pull which up your sto- music. Can you, pull up, can you show me which stories those are? Just show me the pages. Sure. There's one. Yes. Uh, there's two. Yes, yeah, I told you I had music. And right? here's three. Hold on. All right. Remember? So you've got to work with me. Okay, I apologize. Work with me. It's just you're not dressed properly, and it's distracting <laughs> oh, yeah, me. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, that's the wrong world thing. That was the total. Don't know what the point of, okay. No, I wanted wild thing. Right. You're making my heart sing. Right. Our producer got wild thing, Brad. And he also thought it was a uh, music montage for tickets because it was only three and a half seconds. Oh, no, I stopped it because it talks about let's do the. Oh, yeah. It's like the completely different. You know, it's times like this I wish time travel were possible. I would go back about three minutes and <laughs> we would start this again. And, you know, I'm... Mm. All hey, right. Brad, can you get me wild thing? Because I've got a bunch of stories about animals that right. I want to talk about. There's also a guy standing at your desk for the last half hour, so I'm not sure what he got you when you said, can you get me wild thing? Uh, this happened down in uh, Gilbertown, 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 Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Um, as I say, if you were listening to Bruce Bowie this morning, you heard. So this, uh, these kids are out in the backyard of uh, this house, and they see a snake, and they go tell their dad. So the dad comes out to take a look at the snake. So he knows enough about snakes to know that um, 
It's a king snake. Uh, they have quite vibrant patterns on their skins. Uh, some species of king snake uh, are like the scarlet king snake, the Mexican milk snake. The and it goes on and on. Gotta watch the Mexican milk snake for sure. <laughs> I think I went drinking with that guy. Uh, if they're threatened, king snakes will emit an unpleasant odor, sort of a musk, and they'll mm. shake their tails, uh, but they are absolutely harmless to humans. Uh, so he went out, grabbed it, picked it up to show the kids, because you want to teach your kids, eh? He showed them that it wasn't uh, it wasn't harmful. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it was actually a, a coral snake, uh, also vibrantly colored. Uh, the second most deadliest snake on the planet and it bit him. So he's now left paralyzed in a, I don't know if he's in a coma or not. Mm. There's been a GoFundMe page set up by his family because he has no medical insurance. His mother has said that he will probably recover, but have to learn how to walk, dress himself, eat, and brush his teeth. And his fiancée has said they've had to put their wedding off as a result of this. So hopefully he recovers. But it turns out he's not alone. So there's a woman... Um, in the in the UK, and she bought what she thought was a Japanese Spitz puppy last year from a pet They're shop. Cute. They're so cute. They look like little foxes or something. They do. They do look like little foxes, especially this one, because after paying one hundred and ninety dollars for it, um, she noticed though, over the course of months, you know, this darn thing never barks, and uh, oh. Doesn't like, yeah, <laughs> doesn't howling. like dog food either. And so she took it to a vet. Where's the rodents? Yeah, it turns out that's what it was. It was a fox. <laughs> she had bought a fox and uh, has now donated the fox to a local zoo so that the fox can receive the correct diet and care. Imagine after months of cuddling with your dog, you discover that it's actually a fox. Uh, but this one here may very well take the cake. Uh, there's three well-meaning people. Um, these, this took place... Don't see where it took place. In the States somewhere, though. Uh, they found some kittens who had been abandoned. Oh, San Antonio, Texas. There it is. They found some kittens in San Antonio, Texas in a back alley. And uh, so each of them adopted a kitten. Aww. That's so sweet. And by the way, I've seen pictures. They are cute. Deadly cute, these uh, kittens. Um, and then because they've been abandoned by their mother so young, they were smart mm -hmm. enough to try and feed them with bottles and, you know, like try and get them to take the, the nipple and, and take some, you know, uh, milk or whatever. Uh, but they realized something was wrong when the animals not only wouldn't take to it, um, they tore the bottles apart. <laughs> <laughs> they actually took, uh, they, they actually broke the bottles, ripped the nipples. Kitty, kitty. Yeah, bit the owners. Uh, turns out they're bobcats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just wild, young bobcats that I guess the three of them were did just you, hanging in a back Jetville, alley. Did you ever have a wild animal as a pet? Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe a, a frog or a raccoon? <laughs> Baby bobcat? Let us know at 630-630. Something that seemed like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, someone texted and said, oh, by the way, that was Wild Thing. No, that was Wild Thang by Tone, Tone Loke. Mm. I was looking for Wild Thing by the Trogs. Completely yeah, different. Probably wanted to be a little more detailed on that. <laughs> we'll put it down as a learning experience. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.